Welcome to the Attracting Lasting Love podcast presented by CoachingWithFroy.com. You've found the place where single adults come for mindful wisdom and insight into how to attract and create healthy, lasting, conscious relationships. And now, here's your host, the owner of CoachingWithFroy.com, number one best-selling author, certified relationship coach, and TV analyst, Roy Biancalana. Well, hello again, and welcome to another edition of the Attracting Lasting Love podcast. My name is Roy Biancalana. As always, I am your host, and we are right in the middle of a seven, maybe an eight-part series. I might give you a bonus insight here, but we're right in the middle of a series of podcasts that I have titled Quantum Insights. What I have learned from my most important relationship teachers. I'm simply identifying the biggest influences on my life, my training, my education, my growth. You know, I'm I'm identifying the people that have taught me the most and trying to summarize like what is the real nugget that I've taken away from these seven or eight influential teachers in my life. And so that's what this series is about, is about kind of giving you like, what is the quantum insight? What What is the insight that I've gleaned from them that has produced, you know, the greatest learnings and growth in my life? And I thought I could share them with you and maybe you could lock into a couple of these things because I believe these insights you know, can create a quantum leap in your life as well. So that's what we're up to in this series. And in part one, I talked about my friend and mentor, Jim Dethmer, and what I learned from him of, you know, of all the things I've learned from him, I've known him for 30 some years, but the idea of radical responsibility was really what, really what I've taken away from from all my conversations and all the things I've learned from Jim, radical responsibility. So that's part one. And then part two, you know, I'm a big fan of Michael Singer, um, more than a fan. I'm kind of obsessed with him and his teaching. And I've, I've heard him speak live about 80 times and I've read his books numerous times. And so He's another person that I've learned so many things from that it was difficult to nut it down to an an essential teaching point. But I think the way Michael Singer describes the human condition, just sort of what we're up to in life, sort of what's really going on behind the scenes in our lives, what makes us tick, why we do what we do. Michael Singer describes what we humans are really up to better than probably any other spiritual teacher, relationship teacher that I've ever come across. So that was part two. And then part three, I threw you a curveball. And I I brought up the game of golf because I've been a professional golfer since I graduated college back in 1984, 83 actually. Um, and golf has taught me so many things. And it really, and I tried to summarize because I've always wanted to share with you what the game of golf has taught me about life, you know, and just about myself. And there's been so much. And so 
I titled that podcast, The Success Formula, because golf has taught me about the essential components of what it means to be successful. And what I learned is that what it takes to be successful in golf is the same thing it takes to be successful in your career, in your parenting, in your love life. Golf is the kind of game that transcends itself. And the lessons that can be learned in golf, I have learned, apply to every area of our lives. So that was part three. I tried to share how intention intention minus attachment equals success. And so I won't say anything more about that because I just did a whole episode on that. But that was episode three. Now, in episode four, the person, the guru, the teacher, the coach, the mentor is Diana Chapman. Okay? Now, Diana Chapman was my first coach when my life really, when, you know, when it really hit the fan for me. I was going through a divorce. I, I had an affair, right? I fell in love with the person that I was having an affair with. She didn't know I was married. I was living a double life. The whole thing blew up in my face. And I went into like a year-long midlife crisis. Okay. I mean, I was a mess. I was a lousy father that year. My career suffered. I just had obsessive thinking. I had heart palpitations. I, I mean, I mean, I was a very dysfunctional mess of a human being when my whole lack of integrity and my whole nightmare of a life that I created came crumbling down around me. And right in that moment is when my friend Jim Dethmer said, Roy, maybe you need to work with someone. <laughs> it's like, dude, your life is a mess. And I'm your buddy. I'm your friend. And it's no, I don't want to be your coach, but I know of a person that you should work with. And that was a friend of his at the time. And her name was Diana Chapman. Now, just to give you some context, since then, Jim and Diana have formed the Conscious Leadership Group. They've written a book together called The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership. So over the last 20-some years, they've gone from friends to business partners and co-authors and all that stuff. But back in the day, you know, they just knew each other. And back then, Diana was not doing business coaching like she does now. She was a relationship coach. And Jim knew of her, and he really thought she was sharp. And Jim said, Roy, that, this is the person that I think you should talk to because, you know, your, your, your life is falling apart around you here. <laughs> so, and because I was in so much pain, I, I agreed to work with her because up until then, I really did think all of my, all of my relationship drama was because I hadn't met the right woman yet. Right. It was my my ex-wife's fault and, you know, all that shit. Right. So it never, never really occurred to me that maybe I had something to do with the drama that was going on in my love life. I really thought it was all the woman's fault, frankly. And I'm not ashamed to admit that because you probably think that your whole life life is because you haven't met the right person yet. <laughs> so it's pretty normal to think that, you know, 
Why am I not in a great relationship? Well, because it's a numbers game and I haven't met the right person yet. No, it's not. It's because you're sabotaging yourself and you are creating your reality. And I was the one creating the disaster that was my personal life. But at the time, I didn't think so. <laughs> okay. At the time, I just thought, oh, my ex-wife was this and women are this and blah, blah, blah. It never really occurred to me that maybe I had something to do with it. All right. So it was in that moment that I desired, decided to hire Diana as my coach. And I think one of the first things she told me is like, Roy, I don't want to hear about the women. I don't want to hear about your ex-wife and, and what turned out to be my ex-fiance. Um, you know, I don't want to hear about them. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to hear you tell me about all the things they did to you and, and, uh, and how it was all their fault and blah, blah, blah. I want to know if you want to look in the mirror. I want to know if you want to do some work on yourself. I want to know if you're willing to take responsibility for creating the relationships that you're in. And I got to tell you, folks, I kicked and screamed on that. I really did. I mean, I had a pretty honest relationship with my coach. When she told me that you're not a victim, you are responsible for what's going on in your life. I, I told her, you're out of your fucking mind. This whole, whole idea of, of being the creator of your reality that you are creating your results, even though it might be unconsciously, I thought that was bullshit. And I really pushed back on it. But she lovingly hung in there with me and gave me time to kick and scream and throw a two-year-old temper tantrum. But she asked me questions and she poked and she prodded, right? And she stayed in there with me and she didn't take it personal when I chewed her ass out for such ridiculous notions because I was convinced that it was always the woman's fault and I was God's gift, okay? She knew it wasn't true. <laughs> but, you know, I slowly came to see that maybe, uh, you know, uh, maybe it is a little bit my fault. Like, and, th and that's why I wrote my first book um, and the structure of the book was built around Jimmy Buffett's song, Margaritaville. Because in the chorus, right, he says, you know, some people say there's a woman to blame. And in, in the chorus, the chorus appears three times in the song. And each time at, at the, when he says that line, he changes the end of it. So if, I, if, if memory serves me here, he says, you know, some people say there's a woman to blame, but it's nobody's fault. Right, that's what he's. Eh, the first time he says, "Eh, but it's nobody's fault." <laughs> and then I think the second time he sings the chorus, he says, some people say there's a woman to blame, but it might be my fault. And then at the end of the song, he says, "Some people say there's a woman to blame, but you know, it's my own damn fault." Right. So he goes from being victim to taking responsibility, and that's why I love that song. Right. And that's sort of the journey that I was on. In the beginning, like some people say there's a woman to blame. Yeah, my wife, my ex-wife, my ex-fiance, all you crazy women online. That's who's to blame for my relationship drama. And then I went, eh, maybe it's got something to do with me. <laughs> and then I landed on, you know what, it's my own damn fault. Not that the women didn't have issues, but that without my stuff, none of it could have happened. Okay? 
So I finally landed on taking responsibility and I opened up to being curious about what was I doing to create these dynamics and lo and behold, I got all kinds of incredible aha moments about the whole thing. So that was the beginning of my relationship with Diana. We kicked and screamed at each other and we fought. Well, she didn't scream, but I screamed at her. And I told her she was nuts and you're fucking out of your mind and, you know, it's not my fault. And she's like, no, I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm just saying you're doing stuff you don't know you're doing. Are you willing to explore what you might be unconsciously projecting into your relationships based upon your childhood and your personality? And then finally I broke down and said, all right, I'm, I'm open to that. And then I, I really did discover I had mommy issues. <laughs> I did. And they were being projected all over the women in my life. And that drama was between me and my mother was being played out between me and the, the women in my life. I had no idea I was doing that. But when I opened up to considering it, it's like, aha, there it is. That's why your love life sucks. Okay. So that was one of the first things that I learned, but that's not really what I'm going to talk about in this podcast. I'm going to talk about something else that began to emerge from my working with Diana. Because once we, once she kind of helped me kind of put the fire out of my life, right? The, the first conversations were me trying to survive this midlife crisis that I was in. And, and, and sort of once the crisis period was over, then it was time to start working on me. It was time to start going a little deeper, right? After the fires were were put out, then it was about, you know, looking at the structures in my own life and, and what was happening there. And so one of the first things that, and the thing that I want to focus on here in this podcast, one of the first things I learned from her was something, I guess I would just call it body intelligence, I had none. <laughs> now, this is kind of associated with emotional intelligence because the emotions are in the body, right? So they're kind of kissing cousins. I don't mean exactly the same things by body intelligence as emotional intelligence, but they overlap a lot. But I want to talk about body intelligence because here's the truth about me. When I started working with Diana, I didn't even know I had a body. And I, I mean that literally. I was so in my head. I was so above the neck. I was so into my rationality and my logic and my thinking and my understanding and my beliefs and, you know, my mental processes, I, it was like I was a, a, I just had a head only and I had no body. I had no connection to my body. I had no connection to my emotions. I had no connection to anything below the neck. Okay. Now I'm wondering how many of you can relate to that. Now at first thought, you might be a woman listening to this 
And if you, you know, and, and I would agree with the idea that the feminine is more in the body than the masculine normally, right? But there are a lot of women who live in their heads and have obsessive thinking and overthink and overanalyze and lost in their thoughts and their beliefs and their judgments and their stories, right? So just because you might be a female listening to this and you might you might be more connected to your body than the average guy. Don't dismiss this. Don't, don't do that to yourself. Be open to the possibility that you're not living as consciously in your body as you think you are. Even if you do lots of yoga, even if you do breathing exercises, Right? I mean, even if you take care of your body very well, even if you think you're pretty emotionally intelligent, like I know my feelings and stuff like that, be open to the possibility that there might be a disconnection between the head and the body because there certainly was with me. Now, I should qualify this and say, I had a a pretty decent connection with the little head way down there in the body, if you know what I mean. My penis, okay? Typical guy where I'm connected to my big head and my little head. But everything in between was a vacant black hole. I had no connection to my gut, to my heart. Yeah, I was a sexual person. And yeah, I was smart and intelligent and in my head and logical and rational and had all my beliefs and things that I thought I knew about life and blah, blah, blah. But I had no connection to my heart and my gut. Let me give you an example of this. I remember one of my early sessions with Diana. Um, I actually was when the session was about to occur, it was over the phone, I was actually in my car and I had a cell phone. Um, So I pulled the car over and did the session over sitting in my car. And, um, And so we were talking and this is post sort of right after my divorce and then right after my ex fiance broke up with me and I was just a mess. Okay. Um, And, So I was processing a lot of the feelings around that, or that's what I should have been doing. (laughs) That's and 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 Diana sort of knew because she's pretty self-aware and she's pretty much in touch with the human condition. She knew I had a lot of feelings about this. She knew that I was a mess, but see, I was trying to avoid all of that. And so during this session, I was talking to her about this breakup that had rocked my world. But I was talking to her from my head. Very rational. You know, I was very matter of fact. You know, I was kind of being cool, calm, collected. You know, like I'm, I'm okay, right? Yes, I, I could be a little hurt, but I was, no, I'm not too bad, Diana. You know, I understand you know, we had a codependent kind of relationship, you know, and, and, and I was really in a big old emotional bypass 
to put it in technical terms. And Diana knew that I was full of shit because I was acting like I was very rational, very intellectual. I was, you know, sharing my thoughts and, and my beliefs and my stories about myself and the relationship. And I was way up in my head. Okay. Of course, I didn't know it. I was just doing the best I knew how to do. But she knew something was off. Something smelled here. This this was not the way you talk when you've got broken up with six months before the wedding, right? And 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 a year, you know, two years before that, you walked out on a nineteen year marriage with a seven year old son that 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 decision broke his heart, right? You. You got to see the amount of drama and pain that was going on there, right? The marriage dissolved. My, I broke my son's heart. I rebounded in this other relationship, fell madly in love, and then she dumped me. And here I am on the phone talking with Diana like it's no big deal. Well, yeah, you know, this and that happened and this and that happened. And so she interrupted me, if I remember right. She interrupted me and she said, Roy... What do you feel in your body right now? Like what's going on in your body? What what sensations are there? And I'm not lying to you when I tell you I didn't even understand the question. I really didn't even know what she meant. What do you, what do you mean what's going on in my body? Well, I mean I I haven't eaten lunch. I'm a little hungry. What are you what are you talking about? <laughs> really? I, I had no idea what she was asking me. So she said, no, Roy, really, take a moment, close your eyes, put one hand on your stomach, put one hand on your chest. She said, man, what's going on in there? What do you feel in there? What, what sensations, what emotions, what's happening? Like quit talking right now because you're giving me all your stories and your theories and your ideas and ah, that's all good. But but frankly, I don't think it's real. I think you have a lot going on inside of you that you're maybe you don't even know about. But so put your hand in your stomach, put your hand in your on your chest. Tell me what's happening in your body. And I'm like, Diana, I Okay, I'm I'm doing it. I don't know. I I don't even know what you mean. I I feel my heart beating because my hand's on my chest. I I feel myself breathing because my hand's on my stomach. But what, what, are, you, what are you talking about? <laughs> she said, stay with it. Come on, like, you know, you went through a divorce. You went through this breakup with your ex-fiance. You, you've been through a lot, man. Come on, get out of your head. Get in your body. And I didn't really know what that meant, but she's like, get in your body. What's going on down there? And and it might've been two, three minutes where I just sat there because I knew I shouldn't say anything anymore because she wasn't letting me off the hook and I couldn't talk myself out of this. And I just sat there kind of doing what, doing the best to what she was wanting me to do, like looking inside. And I said, well, I guess, I guess I feel kind of angry. And she said, no, 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 no. I don't want to hear you tell me you feel angry. 
Like, can you make a sound that would represent that feeling you said you just have, you had? Can, can you, can you make a sound that would match the anger that you feel down there? And so I went, again, I was, I was embarrassed. I I was like, what, what do you, what do you mean make a sound? It's like, no, really. If that energy that you're, you're talking about, it's in your body right now that you're starting to feel, if it could make a sound, what would it, what would it sound like? And so I went, I kind of went, and I don't think she laughed because this was too much of a, an angels hold their breath moment. But she did say something like, no, 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 no. I ain't buying that. There's a lot more there than that. Right? Come on. She's like, and then she started to kick me in the ass a little bit. She's like, come on, Roy. Like, what's going on in there? I mean, get real. What? Let me, you know, let, let me get in the body. Let me hear what's really happening in your soul right now with this breakup and your pain. And then I, I think it might've taken me 20, 30 seconds, but you might want to cover your ears because something like this came out of me. Okay. And, and it, it just erupted out of me because it was all in there. It was in my body, but I was so disconnected from the, the energies in my body, from the emotions. I was so in my head I was so disconnected from the power that was in me and the feelings and the sensations that I, I, right? But, but once I started to look, once I started to kind of go down there, like, you know, down in the basement where all the good stuff is trapped. (laughs) Once I went there, that's, that's what came up out of me. And I don't know if Diana teared up, um, but I do know that she said something like, yeah, yeah. Like she felt me. She felt the authenticity of it. There was almost a sense I got from her that like, yeah, I knew it. Yeah. Yeah, Roy, that's, that's what's actually there, right? Because I was so in my head. And that moment was, that began my journey from my head down to my heart and from my heart down into my gut, right? It it began like, what is it, an 18 to 24 inch journey from my, my head down into my belly, down into my heart, down into my solar plexus, down into, into, I don't want to say like the bottom of my stomach, like the the floor of my diaphragm. Um, I started to get a connection to my body. And I started to discover the intelligence that was down there. Yes, there's intelligence in your head, but there are at least three centers of intelligence in you. You have head intelligence, you have heart intelligence, you have gut intelligence right? And I had no connection to my heart and my gut. I had no relationship to that part of my beingness. I was all in my head. And so therefore I was very robotic. 
and therefore I was not a very authentic person, right? You can't be authentic if you are not, if you don't have a very high body intelligence quotient. If you are not good at reading the sensations and the emotions and the energetic flows that are happening in your heart and in your gut, you can't be authentic because that's more real than all the shit going on in your head. It's more real than all the stories you tell yourself and all your beliefs and all your judgments and all all your thoughts. There's a reality down there. And if you don't have access to it, then you can't relate authentically because you're not moving from any reality. You're moving from your thoughts and your heads. So no wonder my relationships with women were shallow and all based on sex, either the lack of it. And then with my, my, my ex fiance, it was all about sex, but I never related from my heart with women. I never came from my heart. I never came from my, my gut, my intuition, my feelings, my, my depth, right? So my relationships were all like rational sexual. No wonder my love life sucked, right? Because I wasn't relating as a whole being. Now, can anybody out there relate to this? Oh my God. I hope you don't tell yourself, oh, I'm really good at this body intelligence stuff. It's rare that a person is really in touch with the flows of energy within them. It's very rare for a person to be really emotionally intelligent. Yes, there are people who are emotional. Yes, there are lots of women and men that can be overtaken by their emotions. They, they feel everything, but, they're, but they have no grounding in it. They have no base in their gut from which there's this solid foundation to deal with their emotions. Their emotions just run their lives. They, they spiral in them. They, they are controlled by their emotions. So just because you know you're an emotional person doesn't mean you have body intelligence. Doesn't mean you have emotional intelligence, right? Because there's two spectrums here. There's the person like I was. I don't even think I had emotions. I tried to avoid all of them. I didn't even want to know I had a body. So I was on one end of the spectrum where my lack of emotional intelligence, body intelligence was because I avoided all of it or was disconnected from all of it. But other people are on the other end of the spectrum and they are totally wrapped up in their emotions. They're, they're overtaken by them. They, they get swallowed up by them. That doesn't mean you have emotional intelligence. That means you're an emotional mess, right? You spiral in your emotions. You don't know how to deal with them in healthy, productive ways. You don't know how to feel them effectively in your own life. You don't know how to communicate them effectively to other people to where your emotions end up creating harmony, right? When you're really emotionally healthy, when you have high body intelligence, high emotional intelligence, all of that energy in you produces healthy connection. 
it produces your own emotional health and stability. And it produces dynamics between people that are harmonious and there's, it creates more understanding. It doesn't create drama. Right? When you don't have high emotional intelligence or body intelligence, but yet you're a very emotional person, you create drama within yourself and without yourself. You, you, you create turmoil and turbulence. But because you do that, that doesn't mean you have body intelligence. It, it, it just means you're kind of warped on the opposite way that I was. So the journey here, the insight here, the quantum insight is if you're on that spiraling side of emotional turbulence, you need to come to the middle way. And if you're like me, who doesn't even feel like you even have a body, you need to get in touch with your body and to be in the middle way. So whichever end of the spectrum you might be on, and we're all on, we all err on one side or the other, right? There's growth to be had here. All right, does that make sense? Now, admittedly, I'm speaking, I'm speaking mostly to the people who might feel pretty disconnected from their heart and their body. And that can be men or women. It, it really, really doesn't matter. And so what I want to talk about now, just very briefly, is, well, the journey here, and it's almost beyond the point of what I can do in a podcast. You need, you need coaching like I did. You need someone to hold space for you as you move down into your body, maybe for the first time, to deal with a lot of repression maybe trauma. I mean, God knows what's down there in the basement that you've buried your whole life. That's what I was discovering. There was all kinds of shit that was buried in me. All kinds of sadness and loneliness and anger, anger at my mother, anger at women, anger at myself, and and, and, and so much sadness around things in my career from my past, to my relationships. There, there was just this, this ocean of things to, for me to be discovered that I had repressed and suppressed and buried and was trying to avoid and live up in my head. So a big part of my growth journey really had nothing to do with my relationship with women. It had everything to do with my relationship with myself with my own body, with my own emotions. And I'm here to tell you that that is almost always the truth for people who want to attract lasting love. You think it's about finding a partner. You think it's about your relationships or lack thereof. But what you will find out is that it starts with you. You are the common denominator. And that you need to work on your relationship with yourself because the relationship you have with yourself is then mirrored by all the relationships you have in your life. Who you are with yourself is going to be reflected back to you. Who you are with yourself is what's causing the drama. It's what's causing you to attract unhealthy patterns 
and people and dynamics. So it's not about finding a better partner or finding the right partner or any of that. It's not about getting better friends or finding a better boss. All of it is a reflection of your relationship with yourself on some level. And there are lots of relationships we have with ourselves. You have a relationship with your thinking. You have a relationship with your past, right? But you have a relationship with your body and with your emotions and with your inner energies. And that's what I knew nothing about. I knew nothing about the energetic world, the body world. And I needed to be taught. I needed to be trained. And I needed a coach to kind of take me by the hand and lovingly and slowly take me down into the basement and say, Roy, let's look around down here together. Let's see what we find. Are you willing to look? And I was. I don't know why. Maybe because my, I was in so much pain in my life that I, I figured I'd, I'd better surrender to my coach and go where she thinks I need to go. That's a big part of coaching, by the way, is trusting your coach to surrender and to go where they think you need to look. Because your ego, my ego, does not want to look, you know, under the bed and in the basement. It doesn't want to look at that stuff. It wants to believe it's everybody else's fault. <laughs> right? So there's this, there's this opportunity with the right coach where you can relax and sort of surrender and say, Okay, I will trust you. I will look under the hood in the places that you think I need to look. And I did that. And it changed my life and it's still changing my life because this is still an area that I'm not really great at. I, could, I, I still have room to grow here. There are lots of areas of my consciousness and my growth as a man that I do very well at. Well, I'll look you straight in the eye and say, I'm pretty damn evolved in some areas. But there's also some other areas where, no, 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 I'm, I'm still a toddler here. I'm, I'm still an adolescent here. I still have room to grow. And this is still one of them for me. So it sort of begins by you opening up to the possibility that you've got an issue here that you need to grow in your body intelligence. And then it might need to be to where you need support to go more deeply into your journey to explore what you have repressed. See, because there are thousands of people listening to this right now, right? How, how do I get specific, <laughs> right? So that's the benefit of one-on-one -on -one coaching is we can go into your story and your journey and see what you've repressed and what you've buried and how you're disconnected from your gut and from your heart. So all I can really do is sort of point you in, into how important it is. And I want to do that by talking to you about something that I eventually was able to learn from my coach. And that is an emotional intelligence, a body intelligence technique called the whole body yes. Okay? 
the whole body, yes, is it's kind of a decision-making technique. But it's a way of knowing your deepest truth. It's a way of knowing which direction to go. It's a, a way of getting to your real authentic, authenticity. Because your real authenticity, as I've said, is not in your head. It's in your heart and it's in your gut. But most of us are disconnected. So when we talk about a whole body, yes... You, you can't, you can't get at your whole body. Yes. Unless you have a certain level of body intelligence, because here's what a whole body. Yes. Is a whole body. Yes. Is being able to read the very subtle at times, very subtle energy flows in your heart, in your belly, in your solar plexus. So let me explain what a whole body yes is. It's make it's making a decision or a choice or knowing your wisdom, knowing what you want about something to the extent that everything in you says yes. Right? It some people describe it as a fuck yes. Like in other words, everything in you there's no glitch. There's no yeah, but. It's like everything is aligned. Your head, your heart, your gut. Everything in you is aligned about something that you want or wisdom that you need or a direction or a decision you're making. It's like you're doing this or you're going this or you're wanting this or maybe it's you're getting a new job. Maybe it's deciding to be exclusive with a partner. Maybe it's choosing what school you send your kids to, right? There are these moments where we're making significant decisions and moving in directions. And what a whole body yes is, is that you, you check in with yourself so deeply that you, you can read all the, the, all the intelligence centers are online and they're all together saying, this is the right thing to do. Right? So it's a little bit like, let me try to give you a metaphor. It'd be like, a, a imagine a big company. Okay? And a big company's going to make some major decision about maybe building a new factory or expanding to a new market or they're, they're making it. It's like a... This is like a crossroads decision for this company. And so they have a big board meeting and everybody's at the table, right? The CEO, the CFO, maybe the, the CIO, the information officer, the marketing director, the production director, right? All the heads of all the major departments, they're all in the room and they're talking about this decision the company's going to make. What a whole body yes means is that everybody at the table is saying, absolutely, this is what we need to do. Everybody's in agreement. Nobody is saying, you know, I don't think so. There's something about this. I can't put my finger on it, but I don't think so. I think we need to slow down. I think we should maybe go in a different direction. 
That is not a whole boardroom, yes. And likewise, a whole body, yes, is that all of the departments in your body, they're all invited to the meeting, right? So you know about all of them and they're all at the meeting and they all have a say and they all say the same thing. Yes. Fuck yes. So there's a unanimous feeling to a whole body yes. You have no glitch. You have no hesitation. doesn't mean you might not learn in the future that you missed something. But in that moment, all the systems are online. All parts of you are invited to the party. And you're giving all parts of you equal footing and equal say. So my head gets a say, but my heart does too. My heart is not less important than my head. And my gut is not less important than my head or my heart. They're all equal. And a whole body yes is when everything, everything is online. So I often joke to make the point. I used to live in Florida long, you know, long time ago. And where I was anyway, there was, and I'm from Chicago. So there was no good pizza places in Chicago, in, in, in Orlando where I lived. As far as I knew, there was no, you know, you know, I'm from Chicago. I know pizza. Okay. So there was none of that down there. So the way I explain this is if a friend called me up and said, Hey, Roy, Lou Malnati is opening up a franchise in Orlando. In fact, tonight is their opening night. Do you want to go? Fuck yes. (laughs) It's like everything is in me. No hesitation, right? No glitch. There's no, yeah, but I'm going to go eat Lou Malnati's in Florida because I haven't had good pizza in years. Okay. That's what a whole body. Yes. Is it's like, everything's there. Everything's But here's the thing. If you don't, if you aren't connected to your body, you have, you have no connection to a whole body. Yes. Because you have shut out the gut or the heart. They aren't invited to the boardroom. You have no way of reading their energies. You're not in touch with the subtle nuances They're going on in your gut, in your heart. That's how it was for me. I I really couldn't, I could learn what a whole body yes meant, but I had to be, I had to get much better at being in my body and learning the energies in my gut and learning my emotions and learning my heart vibrations. I had to get really in tune with my body before I could trust a whole body yes. Because before then, it was a whole head yes. It was a whole thinking yes. But there were all these other departments that had a lot of wisdom to share. But I didn't know they existed. I didn't have any connection to them. They had no say. So there needs to be this effort in our lives where we we become more in tune with our emotions, 
more sensitive to them, more sensitive to the little shifts in energy, little shifts in the flows, the waves in our bodies. And the better we are at that, the more wisdom we have when we're making, when we're choosing a school, when we're choosing a partner, when we're deciding to get a different job, when we're doing anything, right? We, we just have access to our whole system and we honor our whole system. And so we just have more wisdom. We have more information, you could say, to make really healthy, responsible decisions. So we have to we have to bring these other wisdom centers online before we can even think about having a whole body yes about something. So so it really is about learning these subtle energy flows because here's what's going to happen. I mean, let me give you an example. And I wrestle with this. Okay? When you start talking about a whole body yes, let's just say you're dating someone and you're like, am I ready to have sex? Or, or, or am I ready to take my profile down? Or am I ready to become you know, exclusive? Or am I ready to move in with them? Okay? So what's going to happen is you might have a little glitch. But how do you know if that's an authentic glitch that is pointing you toward you don't have a whole body yes on this, so the answer is no. How do you know if it's that or if it's just your neurotic fear? You're, you, you have a little fear of commitment or maybe you've been hurt in the past and so you have a hesitation to, to have sex or to move in or to take your profile down and you can't tell the difference is this my neurotic fear? Is this me? Is this me not letting go of the past? How how do I know what's what? And I'm here to tell you, you won't know what's what if you don't have very high body intelligence. You won't be able to tell the difference. Trust me, I know from a personal experience. I've gone through stages, and I'm still growing here where I can't tell the difference between a, a, a glitch that I should pay attention to and just my neurotic fear of failure or fear of being rejected or fear of making a mistake. See, I can't differentiate because I don't know the subtleness of it. Right? I'm not familiar with the energy flows to an extent that I can tell the difference between, oh, that's just your neurotic fear. Go, go forward, do it. And an authentic glitch, something in me saying, nope, this is not right. See, I can't tell the difference because I'm not skilled at reading the energy flows. So let me give you an example of this. One thing I am not is a wine aficionado. I could, I, no one's ever done this, but you could put a $15 glass of wine in front of me and a $500 glass of wine. And I swear to God, I couldn't tell the difference. I couldn't tell you, right? But 
my brother who lives in right near Napa Valley and he's a wine aficionado. Oh, he could tell, right? He could tell you that there's little hints of oak or he could tell you the grapes. I mean, these people that are good at this, okay, they can tell you where the wine came from, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, because their palate is so sensitive and it's because they've trained themselves. They, they have a wine intelligence. Do you get it? And so they can taste the subtleties, the nuances, right? But I can't taste that stuff. I, I, I don't know, <laughs> right? I can't taste any subtleties. Because why? Because I haven't, I don't have wine intelligence, meaning I haven't spent time with wines. I haven't tasted a bunch of wines and, and you know what I'm saying? And so if we aren't in the body all the time, if, if we aren't feeling our emotions properly, and feeling the flows of energies and doing our check-ins, right? What are my body sensations right now, right? What do I feel in my chest and my stomach and my shoulders and my neck? You know, wh- where are the energies happening in me? What are the emotions in me, right? If we're not in the body tasting our bodies and our energies regularly, we will not be able to tell the difference between a glitch Someone's telling me, nope, this is not the right school for my children. This is not the right person to commit to. This is not the right time to have sex. You won't be able to tell the difference between that and just some neurotic fear you've got of making a mistake or getting hurt. Do you follow me? That, that This is where people get trapped with this whole body yes thing. They're like, I don't know, I mean... I think I have a whole body, yes, but no, I'm scared. What does that mean? Does that mean, you know, whenever I'm dating someone, I always feel scared. Does that mean everybody's wrong for me? Does that mean I don't have a whole body, yes, about dating anyone? Because I'm, I always get a little scared. I can't tell the difference between my neurotic fear of being hurt and my body really telling me something. Okay. So am I convincing you? That maybe your journey, maybe this year, what you need to work on, maybe more than anything else, maybe you need to say, you know what, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting off the dating sites or I'm, I'm just not putting energy into finding the partner. I want to find me. I need to find my body. I need to find my emotions. I need to find my soul. I need to get connected to my heart and my gut. Maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe this podcast is calling you to, maybe you're listening to it because the universe is using this as a message to you. This is what you need to focus on. Because I'm telling you, you are going to fuck up your life and you have been fucking up your life if you don't have these, this kind of body intelligence. And I'm telling you that not only from my experience as a coach, but from my experience as a man, just as a person. This was huge, hugely responsible why my love life sucked. 
so bad for so long. So my invitation to you is I'd love to help you like Diana helped me. And if you want to do that, you know where to find me. Roy at coachingwithroy.com or my cell phone 407-687-3387. I often tell people, why, they say, why are you a coach, Roy? Because I, I want to do for other people what my coach did for me. And perhaps of all the things I learned from her, maybe I can share with you and help you grow in the area of body and emotional intelligence. And if I can, I'd love to hear from you. All right. So that's part four. Next week, I'm going to keep it a surprise, but next week we continue with part five of Quantum Insights. And I'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Attracting Lasting Love with Roy Biancalana. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from listening. Check out our website at coachingwithroy.com and tune in every week for more insights and wisdom on creating healthy, lasting, conscious relationships. 